Ken? What's up? You know. You know, just same old, same old. Yeah. Um, yeah. You haven't looked at the the date of our last call or anything yet, have you? Do you have any idea when the last time we recorded is? I looked at it today. I think I just saw it. It was, uh, did it say, did it say November 18th? Yeah, it was, uh, there's some discrepancy there. I think it's, it's between November 16th or November 18th. The Skype says it was record, like the last time we called was the 18th. But mm. the last upload I have from you was two days earlier. So mm. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's kind of amazing. Oh, I feel like maybe we did, um, oh shit. Does that mean there's some lost episodes somewhere in there? Is there? Did we do one after TikTok president? Oh, dude, there's definitely extra stuff that hasn't been uploaded. Well, this is the back end of TikTok president, which is... It, that's that's in the vault. That's like a special edition for the DVD. <laughs> that's, that, that is perhaps the most infuriating, worst conversation we've ever had. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. All right. Um, that's amazing. I feel like there's other stuff too. But now there's I, like now uh, I gotta look to see if there's something that we did two days later for some reason. Does that sound right? Yeah, when we do these, we like we like do them in bulk batches. Like we're like we're trying to cram for a a spelling bee. Is that is that how people study for spelling bees? I think so. They they don't study like they're in their entire childhood life and prepare no. for it. They just cram, like, yep. two weeks beforehand. That's how I did it. Right, but you weren't at the Scripps National Spelling Bee, were you? No. Okay. That's all right. Neither, <laughs> neither was I. <laughs> um, so, I mean, a lot's happened since November of 2021, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, a lot's happened. In um, eight months, yeah, 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 quite a bit. Um, I used to think that I could like gauge my life um, in like the cars I purchase and sell, like that would help me. Uh, it's like that um, that T. S. Eliot poem about cats. Cars. No, this is this is, this is your cats. It's called cars. <laughs> no, it's the line where he says he's measured his life in coffee spoons. What is a coffee spoon? Yeah, like he's like he measures his life in coffee spoons, like like a spoonful of coffee, like a spoon, like that either probably adds sugar to coffee. That's a sugar spoon. No, he calls it in coffee. Sp- he calls it coffee spoons. I think right, but wouldn't it be that the device that's measuring like freeze-dried or ground coffee into into the pot no i think the i think the image is supposed to be like a day and you have a cup of coffee every morning and you you have to stir your coffee every morning so i've measured my life in coffee spoons i I think and i drink my coffee black so i i don't fuck with spoons yeah me, me neither um it sounds like more of a tea thing if you were going with that method well, he was not, um, he was Irish, so there's that. They like tea, don't they? I mean, they like tea because they were told they like tea, just like they were told they liked English. Do we, as Americans, is there a stigma on tea because of the tea party? 
has that been completely rebranded as uh, un-American because we didn't like the taxes on it? So did we just straight up stop buying it? I don't know. I think there are tea people, but it doesn't have a culture behind it like it does in uh, the UK. Right. Are we just doing it out of like... Uh, point of fact of are we, are we trying to make a point of like yeah we're not British we don't drink tea because of the tea party is that I don't know is there any logic it's, there or is that just there's reaching? tons of logic there I, I you know uh, it was a it was a bad it's like a it's like the in it's like in adolescence you have that first alcohol that you can never drink again and that's everyone that's America's tea America's tea is the alcohol that you drink as a child? The first alcohol that you get too drunk on that you can never touch again because it makes you nauseous every time you look at it or think about it or smell it? I don't have that from a, wow. a young one. I have it from our our Lent, our gin night. Wow. I, you, you're done with gin? I don't, I don't fuck with gin anymore. I can't, can't do it. Wow. It, and it, that's like, that's a very distinct smell and yeah. taste Ju- yeah to, yeah yeah like juniper a, um it's it's definitely something that only wow is only tastes in gin you know yeah you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. taste it anywhere else no nope um so i'm fine never touching gin again that's incredible so i have the honor of being witness to your alcohol that you can never touch again Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're a very reliable witness because I don't remember it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't call you in a in a, in a court of law to testify. <laughs> I mean, I would probably just say, yeah, probably. You know, it probably happened that way, Your Honor. Amazing. Uh, did, am I remembering it correctly? The 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 tea party was. Americans protesting taxation without representation or the early stages of taxation without representation. But did they dress up like Native Americans? Did they, they dressed up like, right? They were trying to cloak like themselves. They, pre- they pretended they weren't who they were? Right. So doesn't that... That doesn't make any sense. Right? Am I misremembering that? That must be wrong. I, I remember them just throwing the tea off the ship into Boston Harbor. Right, I know that was like the that's the the operative thing there. That's the whole. I point don't of remember it. them clo- cloaking themselves as uh, cloaking. What's the? Yeah, cloaking. I don't. Going. I don't. Re- yeah, no, that that yeah. part is no first line. First line on history.com. Oh fuck! All right, here we go. <laughs> oh man, we're jumping in. In Boston <laughs> Harbor, a group of Massachusetts colonists disguised as Mohawk Indians board three British tea ships and dump 342 chests of tea into the harbor. That's a lot of tea. And it was it was in protest of the British Parliament's Tea Act, right? That is not a... Wow, that's how that went down? But why that completely... You're trying to frame a group of people that's not even involved in this fight, really. Well, they weren't how, really into them either. How Right, but... Why would you take away from your message if your point is that you're protesting tea? Or were they just trying to 
devalue their or revalue the price of tea. I'm not really sure what their what their actual goal was. And also, or, if you or don't... was it like a going into battle sort of like hyping themselves up thing? Like they were like, these are how the Mohawks do it. This is how we're doing it. What do you mean? Like, y- like you know, they wanted to dress up like the Mohawk Indians because that's <laughs> what the Mohawk Indians do. Yeah, like early appropriation. Right, but I'm just—I don't understand why why they thought this was part of the plan. It can't—it it can't be an effective protest if a whole other group of people are, is going to get blamed for it. Look, dude, no one ever said you're going to have like a moment that was like super well thought out go down in fucking complete infamy and also be forgotten by me. I, I, I don't know. We're not history guys. We can ask the history guys. Plenty of them. Do you want to know? What I'm the, sh- do you know what the name of the three ships were? The, the T ships that they they boarded and threw the T off of. The T ships. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess I want to know. The Dartmouth or Dart Map Dart. Why am I having trouble with that word? Dartmouth. The Dartmouth. Dartmouth. Because yep. I, I want to say mouth is what it I is. know because you live in California now. Well, no, because I'm I'm reading the words and it's spelled <laughs> mouth. Is that's not a California thing, Mal? Yeah, it's because you if you live in a place where you get like unfamiliarized with like uh like terminology that you see all the time. That's a thing. That's very. You don't think I I see mouth all the time? That you're saying mouth as mouth because you don't hear people out. There's no place in California called Dartmouth, California. Right, but. I'm aware it but, still exists. I didn't stop knowing that that you know Dartmouth College exists. But I, you haven't seen it in ten years, right? But it was it was it was more of a problem with. I think I would even if I was born in like if I still existed on the East Coast, if I had the word put in front of me right now, my mind would comprehend it to to say mouth, and it would trip me up, which is what happened here. Okay, so uh, okay. I I don't think I've completely unlearned everything. I, I think if you you grew up across the Connecticut River from Dartmouth College in Norwich, Vermont, you would say Dartmouth every single time and never skip a beat. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't do that either. So I'm in this I'm in this gray area where it's a <laughs> word that I'm aware exists, but I never use. Got it. Uh, so it's a dart okay. Dartmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, yep. The Continue. El- the Eleanor, and the, okay. The Beaver. Oh, the Beaver. Thank you for listening to Twenty Nine Twenty Eight. We are a semi-weekly podcast presented by two friends. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can find us at Twenty Nine Twenty Eight Digital, just where you'll find our entire back catalog of episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at 2928.digital at gmail. You can follow us on your preferred socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Please tell a friend, and if you enjoy what you hear, take the time to rate and review. It helps us find new listeners. And once again, thank you for listening. Enjoy the show.
Did you know that during that time, there was, uh, and earlier, earlier than this, really, but there was, uh, which was kind of like, um, it, it kind of led up to this conflict as well, but there was like also, and we never talk about this because I, I mean, I, I never heard about this, but it makes perfect sense. But did you know that the British claimed, you know, I, Again, this is just the most obvious thing. We just have never, we never fucking talk about. They claimed tons of natural resources in the colonies. And among those natural resources were the old growth trees so that they could use them for masts. And basically, they would go into these old growth forests and they would fucking mark the trees that were theirs and like i think a lot of people were like oh yeah the 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 brits claimed that one so we can't touch it but it pissed off a lot of people like what the fuck why can't we take we're the ones who live here why can't we take the the like the good wood and apparently there's like a crazy history of um like sort of an arms race of building ships between England and France during like the 200 years preceding this. Like so much so that there's like well, yeah, all of these. Between the, cra- the French, the English and the Portuguese, like they, they were all trying exactly. to rule the seas. Yeah, totally. But like, they, yeah, exactly, exactly. But there's like this whole, like, there's this whole like, sub history just about fucking trees and masts i think it's also um wild that these first generation americans who probably either moved here or are the first people born here people felt um as if they had any claim to those trees as well like their claim is just as illegitimate as the british people's claim yeah no totally (laughs) totally but i mean there weren't like like you can think about how much open land there is today and how few people there were then, right? We're talking about, like, you know, whatever, the mid to late 1700s. And you can you can kind of envision a scenario where, like, we think of it today now as, like, there were Native Americans here, and obviously it was their land. But the reason why the settlers took so much land is because there was so much land to be taken. Right. So it's not like they just settled where like no one was right. Like literally no one was in like the vast majority of it. So they just settled there. And then as they were doing it, they, you know, obviously moved out, um, native American tribes, but, um, but just think about like, you know, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to like use a resource yourself, right? And it's like in your backyard. So why aren't you able to like go chop the tree that like you sleep next to every night? But like some guy who's gonna, some guy you've never met is gonna come on a, on a fucking, you know, ship or whatever. How the fuck do they even move those fucking enormous trees? Slaves. Um, I mean... But just imagine you were here, you know, in the in, in, up until 1492, 
and then some dude just thinks he can take a boat here and take some land because at that particular time you're not doing anything with that land. Oh yeah, totally. So I mean, it, I think there's a there's a sense of entitlement that <laughs> was prevalent throughout the entire uh, British colonization that made us think that there's so much of it, so it must be all of ours to use, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Um, and as far as the ship wars and stuff go, too, I mean, that ties back to the, the Tea Party because that was all a direct attack on the low cost of the bill designed to save the faltering East India Company by greatly lowering its tea tax and granting it a virtual monopoly on the American tea trade. And oh, so the British right. East, the East India Com- Company was the first publicly traded company, too, which is, you know, essentially where the stock market was created from. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it all comes down to trees, I guess. Yeah. The the thing that I was listening to, it was a, it was a podcast about uh, like this kind of history. And this they interviewed this one historian and he was like, he's like, why do you think that there are so many... Uh, American, uh, you know, like state flags that have trees on them because trees were the resource. And it's like, oh, all right, well, you know, you don't think about that kind of shit. But like a lot of those state flags have trees on them. Go figure. I mean, trees are easy to draw, too. They're probably easy to sew. Maybe. It's just one of the, it's just, oh, I, I it's an think interesting they are. Thing. Like it, it's a, if it's a pine tree, you just draw, you know, you sew a triangle on there. It's a pine tree done. I think they were, I think there were white pines. I think that was the whole a hundred percent. That was what, what they were. Easy peasy. You know, it's got shapes. It's easy to do. People know what it is when they see it. There's no guesswork. Fucking amazing. I can't name the things on the New York state flag. Uh, it's like two. It's like two people facing each other yeah, in like a is one, shield. Is one and of them like Columbia? Is is one of them Columbia? Yeah, one of them's holding like a scale. Yeah, and the other one's holding. I'm just doing this from my mind. It. I just. It's we not were, great. We were in Maryland for a wedding. And yeah. Have you ever met anyone from Maryland? Have you ever been to Maryland before? Uh, yeah. We have. We have like family, good family friends who live in Maryland. Have you talked to them about the Maryland state flag? Uh, yeah, everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. It's part of every piece of clothing, every yes. car that's driven. It's yes, it's unreal. I I don't yeah. like whatever. If it's a cool flag, you think it's a cool flag. I've never seen a state so high on their own flag. Yeah, it's not a, even it's state like, pride. Not even like we're the best at anything. They just like the flag. Yeah, it's a, it's um, it's like a recent. I would say it's like like a last twenty years development. But you know, I'm sure it happened before that. But it is a thing that people know outside of Maryland and now. It, it's a bonkers fucking flag too. Yeah, I mean, we're not covering, and I mean, I would probably. I'll just say this: this flag is completely well covered in many other modern works like the la- over the last 10 years i've heard quite a lot of talk about the maryland fl- maryland flag just because it's bonkers um and you know but it's it is i would say it's easily the f- most famous state flag that exists yeah i mean because it is so bonkers and because they claim it so much too when you see it you know it's maryland like you could show me the flag for 
Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Missouri, I probably yeah. wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I wouldn't be able necessarily to assign the flag to the, each of those states. Yeah, no. In terms of like vexillology, it is like, you know, it is the top. It is like the creme de la creme flag to talk about. I don't even think it's a, a very aesthetically pleasing flag, though. I think it just gets it's the number one to talk about because it's the one that everybody talks about. It's just like, like it's California. Stri- it's California has There's... a bear on it, I think. What does what, what, what is, yeah. what is Vermont have? Uh, it's, it's like very like native American esque. There's like a, there there's trees? like a tree and, yeah, a, and a bear or like a, I heard, definitely animals. I heard that trees are on so many flags because they were so important to the economy. <laughs> I heard it on this podcast. Uh, but I actually did hear it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to clap? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, three, two, one. Yeah, right. that felt good. Yep. Um, um, <laughs> what were you gonna say? I don't know. Um, I'm I'm glad we we started off in the 1700s though. That's a good start. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good place. If you hear noises, I'm dog sitting, mm. and we've been basically continuously dog sitting for like the last two weeks. It's pretty funny. Um, if you hear noises, it's because I'm sitting in a very squeaky chair. Amazing. Um, we have our, our close friends who live, um, like basically about five miles away. Um, their chocolate labs are here. So there are two chocolate labs and they are so fucking funny. They're such hilarious dogs. Um, and it's funny to have dogs that are food driven around when you're so used to not having that like marcy is so like who gives a fuck about food and these dogs are like oh are you are you are you gonna eat and it's like i'm not this isn't even food you just think it might be <laughs> so it's the the juxtaposition is is insane to me how's marcy um, with other dogs she's good and bad it depends she 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 usually ignores them um, for the most part, she totally just tolerates them and doesn't care that much, I guess. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like her most favorite thing. Um, also, my mother-in-law was here over the weekend and she brought her dog. So we had four dogs in the house. And uh, that definitely put the dog dynamic in a in a different um, sort of sort of field. It was very interesting (laughs) um i since the last time we podcast podcasted i think i've only sold one car but i've sold one car and bought one car and i think i've also i think today i technically also bought another car but i didn't pay anyone any money for it um so I'm definitely doing a lot of, there's a lot of movement, um, that's for sure. But to, like, do my Andy's car corner thing. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to sell my BMW X5. I got dragged, like, down the, the like, the dirtiest of the dirty of, like, 
car kickers, like tire kickers. And we were, we had gotten to the point where we got, we were going to meet up at my dad's house in New York. And the day before, we had planned the time, we had planned everything. And I took the day off work. And the guy got cold feet the day before, like less than 12 hours before. And was like, dude, I can't do it. And I was like, what? And I got blindsided by that. He can't sell it to you? Or, I'm sorry, was he buying he it? Couldn't, he, he couldn't buy it. Oh. He was like, I can't, I can't buy this car. And I was like, why not? He's like, well, my wife's never been into it. I was like, wait, what? And I was like, dude, you're talk- that has nothing to do with me. Like, I wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be like, dude, go to therapy. Like, do you know what I mean? Right, but, like, inst- but had you committed to anything with him? It was just all in the works, right? He wasn't... Like he was the he was the nicest. He asked me if I wanted a deposit, and I was like, "No, like you seem really into it. Like I don't take deposits from people who are. Um, I mean, I don't take deposits because I won't give them back. First of all, I'll spend the money. Um, and second of all, I don't take deposits because if you are the person for the car, you'll get the car, right? Like." If you're not the right person for the... But the thing about this, right, is that I had the car listed and then we had like a little COVID stint where like for like six weeks or so, like the the company, my company basically all got COVID, which means I had to work like double, triple time, okay? I had to like do different jobs. It was really weird. And then, you know, um, my son got COVID and then, you know, he's one. So I had to, that was a whole week. I couldn't go to, to, I couldn't have him in daycare. So I worked from home and it was just like a fucking hell of a like brick of time. Once we got out of that, like I had started talking to this guy about the car before that whole fucking thing happened. And in the meantime, I can't really, I don't have enough time to like dedicate to all these people who are like, hey, I'm interested in looking at the car. And I was like, I don't want to be like, this is not a good time because whatever. Like, I just don't have the time. I'm sorry. I know the car's listed. I have one person who's super interested and it seems like they're going to buy it. But meanwhile, I'm blowing off all these really, like, good potential buyers, okay? Because I don't have the time to deal with it. And I'm like, this guy Chris is going to buy the car. I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that this guy Chris wants this car, Right? I mean, we've talked on the phone, whole bunch of shit, right? And then, like, to get to the point where we're like, we planned the day we were going to meet up. He took the day off. I took the day off. He's like, I'm going to bring my whole family. That's just how I roll. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you do. Like, don't tell me about your life. Like, just meet me here. Pay me the cash. I'm going to drive my high school, like, hot rod home and sell the shit out of that, too. And that, none of that ever happened because the guy like reneged at the last moment. And I did like the hardest pivot I could ever fucking do. Some guy on Instagram, okay, had reached out at some point. We were talking about stuff. We were talking about like Land Rovers and whatever. And he's like, my son's really into your Volkswagen. And I was like, oh, that's cool because it's for sale. 
because everything's for sale. <laughs> and he was like, all right, cool. How much do you want for it? I told him. He's like, all right, that seems pretty reasonable for like what you've done to it. I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. It's what it is. It's what I want for the car. And so so basically I knew that that was going to like kind of go down. He had already test driven the car. It was really funny. He came to my house. He was like hanging out in Stowe with his wife. And he texted me. He's like, hey, uh, I'm not far. Can I come over? I said, yeah, sure. So he drives to like 25 minutes over the mountain. And he's like, can I take the car for a spin? I was like, yeah, sure. It was like raining outside. And we get in my old, you know, like my old like Volkswagen coupe. You know, it doesn't have a fucking working blower motor. I'm like wiping the condensation off of the fucking windshield with a towel. It's like definitely leaking a little bit, you know because it's raining and this guy's just like this car's fucking awesome i'm like i know like i drive it a lot (laughs) this car's amazing like i you know we built it this way so anyway i know he wants this car for his son because his son is super into it and so that that day that chris like you know totally was like i can't buy your car i was like oh man hard pivot and i contacted um the guy down in uh new hampshire and the, the guy, the, the Rover guy. And I was like, Hey, so how were you gonna like buy the car? And he was like, Oh, I was going to take two trips. I was going to come up and go back down get plates and then come up and pick it up and then drive it back down. And I was like, why don't I deliver it to you? And he's like, Oh, that would save me so much time. And so I just spent the next day. I like got all set up and whatever and took all of my fuck, my entire toolkit with me because when you drive old cars man you got to bring all the tools like just in case i shoved all the tools in that car and i just like hucked it down to southern new hampshire it was such a beautiful day like the best day anyway is this a a guy who ended up driving you back yeah so he was like he was like yeah i'll just drive you back and i was like that sounds great so i got there (laughs) at like 3 p.m and it's like it's even better than that because like like i got there like maybe yeah i got there at like three ish um hung out at his property for like maybe 30 40 minutes and like we did the transaction and like he showed me a little bit of his collection and you know and he was like dude i'm starving like i haven't eaten anything all day i've just been working and i was like all right um and he took me out to dinner and it was such a good dinner it was like this, um, you know, like one of those like American fair places, but like instead of being like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It was like there was a bar and it was like a nice open space inside and they had like these high tops. So it was like a, like a, a high top, like a, just a two person high top. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine New Hampshire being much more like much uh, of a haven for you know, European food. They, they seem like they'd be more American fare. I mean, it was, it was like a, it was like the beginning of like, just where they were in New Hampshire. It was like the beginning of like, you could totally get like fresh seafood sort of shit. But like, I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, and the menu is another like huge indicator is like, the menu is kind of simple. Like it's simple enough that I'm like, they really want to like specialize in shit. That's how I feel about places that keep the menu simple. Or maybe they change it up every few months or whatever. But they had like this like 
you know, whatever, like a, a fried chicken sandwich that like looked. And he's like, yeah, he's like, definitely get that. He's just like, that. that's what I'm getting. <laughs> he's like, that's such a, that's like, that's such a good thing to get here. And then they, they had like this thing where you scan the QR code with your phone to like get the menu for the beer because it changes. And I, I've never done that before, but uh, you know, here I am in civilization. So I did it. And I like scroll down to the bottom and it's like one of the beers is like their house beer. Like they, they get it brewed like for, for that location. I'm like, Oh, that must be good. I shit you not. This is the best beer I've had in maybe the year. Okay. Like I haven't had a beer this good in, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, this is a hundred percent. Like the person who made this beer is the is my my palate brother like my my do you know, palate. Do you know who the brewery was or what what type of beer it was? Um, it, it's it was an IPA, but it was an IPA that was like well balanced to my liking. And no, I'd have to ask him what it was called um, because it's like named for it's named for the the restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the house restaurant beer, but. It was very, very nicely balanced. It was like, like there's, uh, like just to just not to describe beer on a fucking podcast, but like, it was perfectly hoppy and perfectly like had the perfect level of like barley flavor. It was just so balanced for my particular palate. Like I like to be able to taste all of the things and not be like squish down too hard with hops because we tend to do like over flowery and over like citrusy flavors in Vermont. Um, and I think that had its place. And for me, it's changed a little bit. And I like to have a beer that is more well-balanced and this was fucking perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, then he just drove me home. And then we talked the whole way. Like there was never a dull moment of of conversation. Just we had so much shit to talk about between us. But that says probably more about me than anything. But he's similar to me in in, in that sense. Um, But yeah, it was fucking awesome. And then, you know, and that was that. And so his son got the car. His Dude, his son's face when he saw the car, he was just like, no fucking way. He's like, he didn't know it was going to happen. How how old is his son? 16. How old is he? Ballpark Um, wise? So how old are we? 35? I am 39. He's like like 50. Okay. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. But anyway, that's how I sold. That's how I sold the coupe. And then I went down to no Mark II Volkswagens. And then from there, um... I purchased a car in Washington, but we could probably, that's not, that's not as exciting, even though I had a car ship from Washington and I just literally picked it up this past weekend. <sighs> yeah, it's cool. So now I have to figure out if I want to flip that or what I want to do with it. What do you want to do with any of your cars, man? <laughs> what? Mostly just like get them into the state that I want them to be in and then drive them a little. And then if they're worth money, sell them, I guess. Okay. It's like, it's like you take something that is like, it's like a, 
it's almost like an art project. It's like what people do with old houses and, you know, it's like flipping houses, but it's like kind of different because you get to, you know, with a house that you flip, you don't usually like live in your house that you flipped, but, but like with a car, you get to drive the car that you're, you're working on. You get to like kind of experience the, the trajectory. Like the, the car I just picked up is so original that, and it's clearly only ever been like, I think it has, first of all, I think it has its original exhaust, which I don't, like, I haven't seen an original exhaust on a Volkswagen from the 80s since the 90s, you know, it's 2022, like, I, it's, this car is so original because it's from the Pacific Northwest, and there's no rust there to speak of, really, I mean, the car is full of, like, weird, like, algae and shit, like that I've never seen. Like it's got all this green gunk in all of the, um, the 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 like uh, molding and stuff. Like everywhere. Like all of the seals. And I've never seen that. Um, but I'll take that over rust like any day. Um, but yeah, the car is so original that like, you know, I, I can't even tell you the last time someone changed the shocks on the thing. It it is like. You wouldn't have to do much to like put that car in a 1992 uh, music video with, uh, you know, like Snoop Dogg. Like that, that is how bouncy that car is right now. Um, it's ready to roll. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Like your your touchstone is is also from the same time that you last saw an exhaust from the 1980s. I mean, like, I can't think of, like, any other thing where I've seen, like, suspensions that loose. And it is lit. It shouldn't be anywhere near that loose. But it is just the softest, like, if if I took a video of, like, me just jumping on, like, one corner of it, you'd be like, that shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just totally fucked. So. What's new with you? What have you guys been doing out there? It's been working. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's it? Just work? Yeah. I mean, you went to Maryland. What were you doing Maryland, in Maryland? Went to, I think the last time we recorded was also before I went to a wedding in in Brooklyn. So I've been back to the East Coast twice, both for weddings. You went to uh, Brooklyn and you didn't tell me? I could have... I could have... I could have come down and had a beer. I'm pretty sure you and Bill both knew. You guys were telling me to go to Swedish Coffee to get coffee. Oh, yeah. We, we had yep, conversations. Yep, yep, yep. We had plenty of Wait, did you go to Kondigatory? Yeah. I found one right near you the found hotel a, we were at. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you found a Kondigatory. That's just awesome. Oh, man. I miss the Kondigatory days. You know the Kondigatory story about me and Bill, right? No, I do not. Um, we had, we had changed conditories cause he, I don't know if it was cause he moved or yeah, I think it was cause he moved anyway. There was, oh no, or maybe there was a new conditory, but anyway, there was a, there was a, a different conditory than the one we always used to go to. There's one in like park slope that we always used to go to. And, um, that's the one that Bill talks about me notoriously like blowing up the bathroom and ruining the entire restaurant. Um, and the one 
in the other part of Brooklyn, like closer to like where they lived, was bigger and nicer and like no one was ever there. So we went to that. We would cycle to that one in the morning. Um, and it wasn't far as like maybe uh, 10, 12 blocks from where he lived. So we'd cycle there. Parker bikes, you know, go inside and always the same special. You get the co- you get Swedish coffee with the um, chocolate chocolate chip donut or chocolate cho- chocolate chip muffin. Sorry. And that was $4 for that deal, right? So you get, it's $2, $2, right? So it's eight bucks. I go up and, you know, I like, I like either he pays or I pay or like whatever. And then we both sit down and I went back up and to like, cause it takes them a second to like prepare the coffee or whatever, even though no one, literally no one's in the building. No, like we're the only patrons I think at this point. And um, the barista, who we had seen her probably five or six times. And I walk up to the, to like the register and I was like, oh, can you, um, can you get me like a little bit of ice for the coffee? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I remember. And then. I was like, oh, and also, I, th- I can't remember what it was, but, like, Bill wanted something else. And I was like, um, I was like, he wants, uh, you know, whatever it is. And and she goes, okay. And she goes back, and she's like, here's this for your boyfriend. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I just, like, looked at her, and she smiled at me, and I smiled back at her, and I said, all I said was, thank you. And I took like the coffees and like walked back to the table and like put them in front of both of us. And I go, well, (laughs) and he was, and he looked at me and he was like, what happened? And I was like, um, we're together. And he was like, no, (laughs) that's adorable. (laughs) It's amazing. And like, I think says a lot about how Bill and I function together when we're in public. And I would say she's not wrong. Like I would say definitely the way we talk to each other, probably when we're at a table, I would say a hundred percent probably looks like we're, especially with someone like me. Well, you're kind of, you're both kind of like old bachelors, you know, you have the same kind of air and discourse about you. I'm very hands talky. I could, you know, like there, I would not disagree if someone described me as flamboyant, right? Um, well, I just meant that you guys then, are very familiar with each other. Like you guys have a shorthand, you know? And so it seems. I think so. I think definitely. It seems yeah. very lived in, you know, your guys' relationship. Yeah. No, I'd say definitely. Um, and Bill was just like, <laughs> Bill looked up at me and was just goes, all right, and uh, I don't think we're coming here anymore. <laughs> I was like, that's no reason to not come here. <laughs> Jeez, Bill. I thought he was, was the like, aggressive one. No, nah, I was like, we gotta I was like, we gotta live this up. And he was like, I don't wanna do this. <laughs> live this up. Uh, so funny. So your first idea think... was to 
how, how to make something out of this this uh, misunderstanding <laughs> no not necessarily. no 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 not necessarily but i did think it was funny like he at that time was married and i wasn't and so he was wearing a wedding band all the time and i wasn't and i was like i was like that's also like somewhat sus that she <laughs> that like she didn't pick up on that maybe but i guess that's irrelevant like maybe i'm just like one of those guys who you know i don't know we're partners and and like uh and like I don't wear a ring or something, which like whatever I don't know. Um, but it was really funny to think about, like you know, she said it with such confidence, and she was smiling while she did it. And I just said, all I said was thank you, because it was all I could get out. Like I just didn't know how to set her spot, because she like took me off guard, you know, um, totally off guard. It was hilarious, and. I mean, obviously, Jenny was like, Bill's wife was just like, that is the fucking funniest shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Conditori, man, that shit is the best. Um, a lot of that food, a lot of the smaller places, I really, I do miss, you know, when... I guess like as time goes on, you don't really have like the opportunity to um, experience those kinds of places the same way you once did, you know? Um, do you have any, do you have any like sort of memories in your life kind of related to this um, where where something seems sort of like in retrospect or even during the time when it was happening felt like mystical or magical or like kind of like had this like unexplainable vibe to it. Like it was sort of like twilight zone -y. Like, do you have any shit like that that's ever happened to you in your life? And it's just like, but you had some sort of like feeling or vibe around it that just was sort of unexplainable. I wouldn't go so far as like, and I'd have to think, I'd have to dig back through the mundanity of the, uh, the last few, few COVID years. But, uh, I wouldn't say magical or mystical, mm -hmm. but I'm sure there's some eerie. There's probably a little, yeah, little, eerie little works. freaky deaky that's in there, but, um, that works. Yeah. But I, I can't, you know, off the top of my head, I can't really think of something that just stands out like that. Which I was thinking, in turn makes me think that something like that hasn't happened to me because if it had, it would have been an occurrence of note, you know? Yeah. There was this one time that I left the distillery in Brooklyn. And this, so this exact thing, I guess I could describe it as like, this is going to sound like so fucking insane, but the way I can describe it it sounds, it feels like I accidentally slipped into another dimension in which I like was all of a sudden in some sort of fucking bizarro world, right? So, you know, super exhausted, obviously, like your brain's gonna do sh crazy shit to you, right? But I had worked an entire shift. It was like my second day on, on the job and I was like, in between shifts and I was starving and I needed food. 
And so I got on my bike and I went from the Navy Yard up a few blocks and over a few blocks. And I hit like this kind of thoroughfare that I didn't, I hadn't ever noticed before. And I just, I was sort of blown away that it existed. Like in my mind, there was something there, like in my brain, like I'm very, um, I'm like very GPS oriented mentally. Like I build maps in my brain and I know where everything is on a map in my brain. Like that's how my brain works. I see it visually, all of it. And there's this one time I'm, I'm, I, I'm starving. I'm going to get food and I'm waiting for my food. And it's like a place I've never been before. And there's just like tons of people around and it's nice. And I'm not that far from the distillery, but I'm like far enough that I don't exactly know where I am. So I kind of do have to look at my phone, but my phone is so zoomed in that I also kind of like don't know where I am, I guess. And there are all sorts of these small little places in, in New York, all scattered throughout New York. You could get lost in like a little village in two seconds. But I, I lock up my bike as I'm waiting for food and I, and I go into this guitar shop. And it felt like it was out of just like the 70s. I mean, I, I, I go down into the basement of the shop and I open the door and... I, I'm looking around and like there's like all these cool pedals and all these cool old guitars and I don't remember the shopkeeper. I don't remember any of that, but it's dark and it's musty and it's like such cool equipment and um and then I I'm like remembering all these things. I'm like shit, I got to get some money and like try and come back here and um, you know, like buy something or I don't even think I had any, like, I didn't have really anything on me. I had like just enough to like, you know, get, get lunch and then leave. Or like I had already bought lunch or something. So then I leave, I go get my food, I go back and I keep thinking about this place. And like three weeks later, I go back and I try to find this neighborhood and I try to do it from memory because that's how I do things. And I didn't remember the name of the restaurant that I went to. I didn't remember any of that stuff. But I could never, ever, ever again find this guitar shop. And I looked more than two or three times. But have, I never you, fa- I never. Did you ever try to just Google Maps it and just street walk it? Yes. Yes. Hmm. I never found it again. Ever. It, 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 I don't know if the shop was ever like advertised on Google Maps anyway, but like it was just such a weird little basement mom and pop shop of like a guitar place. But it was, it had a handwritten sign. It was called something. It was just very strange. Um, and this happened to me, this sort of same thing happened to me one other time ever only. And I was with Rosty. And we drove into the, we drove into Western Mass um, to get car tires, because obviously me, right? I was getting um, like snow tires for 
Kim's first Mark IV Golf. And so I thought, all right, let's just take a drive into the Berkshires. I think like I was cl- doing a closing shift with Rosty or like we were ending at the same time. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. I was like, do you want to go to the Berkshires? And he was like, totally. And we just hopped in the Jeep and went into the, went to the Berkshires. And I picked up these tires and, you know, wheels and tires at this guy's, this guy was having like a Christmas party and it was snowing and it was just like super weird in the middle of nowhere. And he was like, you want to stay and have a drink? And we were both like, not really, but thank you. That's so nice. And then we got back in the car. I think Rossi's like maybe just 21 or definitely still underage or something like that. I have no idea. And Rossi's like, I'm starving. I'm like, all right, let's go find food. And we like pull into this town and it's snowing, but it's also sort of like hazy, misty. And we keep hearing this like faint sound of a train. And I park right in town and I remember going into, he he like wanted to go into this like Christmas like shop, had all this like Christmas shit. And we like walked around the Christmas shop and then we went across the street um, and we had, I think, I think the place had like told us, yeah, give us like 10 minutes and we'll have a, a table open. And that's where we killed time. And we went back and we went into this restaurant and then like, I had like the greatest fucking fish and chips. And Rossi was like, this place is really weird. And I was like, yeah, it is. And there was like mistletoe everywhere. <laughs> it's like the beer was good. And then we just like left that town. And that was one of those, another one of those places that like, I've asked people who are from the Berkshires and I've described this town to place to people and people have no idea what town this is. And I can't find it on a map and I've tried to Google maps it. I just can't find it. It's, I have no idea what town we were in. It's fucking Brigadoon shit, man. Yeah. But this is now like, and I was, I don't know what brought it up, but this happened something the other day and someone was mentioning something that's like kind of adjacent. I was like, has this ever happened to you? And they were like, no. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm trying to like rationalize it to myself. Like maybe it's just because I'm, I'm so overly like, I'm the person that is so overly conscious of the literal place. I am by name, the town. I always know, right. I know where I'm, I know what direction I'm facing no matter what right? No matter, put me anywhere. I know exactly what direction I'm facing. That's just who I am. And I think because these two places have thrown, they threw me off. Like they seem mystical and magical and they're, and maybe to any other person, it's just like this normal shit, but they, both of those instances for me felt like totally slipping into a, a different dimension. But the other thing is like everything was good. Like like the experience of looking at those guitars and old pedals, that was like mind-alteringly cool. And you know, the experience of hanging out with Rusty in the middle of the fucking Berkshires on a snowy winter night, you know, was like probably a bright spot in a probably otherwise pretty dismal winter right so but either way um those are the only two times that shit's ever happened to me do you know what brigadoon is 
Um, I think I've, I don't think I've seen Brigadoon, um, but I think I do know the concept. You should remind me though. It, from Wikipedia, it features two American tourists who stumble upon Brigadoon, a mysterious Scottish village that appears only one day every 100 years. Oh my God. So that's, you got the new, new Hampshire Brigadoon going on there. Yeah. The Berkshires, the Western. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Berkshires. Yeah, Western Mass Brigadoon. Dude, it's to- that's totally what it is. Like when you were describing it with Misty, I was like, oh, we got a Brigadoon situation on our hands. Hmm. <laughs> Dude, the, the one in New York, the one in the city, mm-hmm. simultaneously like makes more sense, but also makes less sense. Like I really thought that I... Well, I mean, and that could have been like the end of that store existing or it could have been a you know a swap meet that was there for a weekend or something and just had a handwritten totally. sign like there's there are probably a lot of clues that you may not have picked up on when you were going in there <laughs> i i definitely think that's right um it's it still is mysterious in a way because <clears throat> i feel like like, I can still tell you to this day where it is on a map in my mind. And the problem is that I could never find it. That's the thing that bothers me. Like, I am the person with the map in my mind. I know where it is. Yeah. And it's not there. <laughs> it's super fucked. Not to say that I haven't made a mistake with uh, fucking orienteering before. I definitely have, but um, it's weird crazy i wonder if i'm still recording shit i didn't even check i put that away yeah i am good